Welcome to a very special, <laughs> such a somber Christmas. Switch the, Christmas, switch the envelope. <laughs> we will be talking about the top 20 Christmas movies of all time. To take your life to. <laughs> and now let's start the show. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time, so we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, a podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. This is a special Switch the Envelope in which we are going to count down, that's right, another list episode, the top 20 greatest Christmas movies of all time. I am so excited because, as everyone knows, I love Christmas. You are a fan of Christmas in in its entirety, yeah, which means you're a fan of Christmas music. So much so, man, that I just got my Christmas tree as we were doing this episode. <laughs> it's, it's not late. It's fine. It's before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're also a fan, like I am, of Christmas movies. I am. Um, I can't tell you what my favorite Christmas movie is of all time, because that will be revealed at the end of this episode. <laughs> Well, the end of part two of this episode. End of part two of this episode. And we will find out what my favorite movie is of all time when we come back to part two. But right now we're going to do Switch the Envelope's top 20 Christmas movies of all time. So, Corey, why don't you explain to everybody how we came up with our top 20. All right, just like our Halloween list... Uh, we each wrote our own top 20 lists of favorite Christmas movies. And uh, surprisingly enough... Uh, different from our Halloween episode, that is. Uh, we agreed a ton on what should be in the top 20. We just didn't agree necessarily where they should be in the top 20. Um, Still don't. With only with very few outliers, you know, which, uh, which uh, was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, you know, we, we wrote these lists. We sent them to each other. We debated a little bit. Uh, we finalized our lists. And then the cumulative rankings of each of those movies Created our top 20 greatest movies of all time list. And now we have our top 20. We do. That's the main point of this whole thing. We have a top 20 list of all time, which you will be able to use over the next eight days, seven days, six days, five days, however many days it is until Christmas when when you listen to this podcast. We want you to have a list in front of you so you can say, hey... Let's watch this movie. I've never seen this movie, but the guys that switched the envelope have told us that this is one of the top Christmas movies of all time. Just in making our list, we wanted to make sure these were all theatrical releases, so sorry, ladies. No fucking Hallmark movies. No. No Lifetime movies. No no movies that were uh, Netflix releases, which I know Corey actually had an issue with this. I tried. Because, honestly, Kurt Russell's uh, Netflix... Christmas movie this year, The Christmas Chronicles. I actually haven't seen it, but I heard it was great. It's a really good Christmas movie. I, okay. I have to say, it's it's a really good Christmas so movie. So honorable mention to Kurt Russell and... Sure, uh, yeah, honorable mention. But yeah, it wasn't theatrically released. It doesn't count as a Christmas movie the way that the rest of these movies counted as yeah. Christmas Yeah, so these movies all had to be 
to make our list, you had to have a uh, full theatrical release, and it was ha- it had to be a movie that was, um, you know, we didn't just stick to the original movies on here. Some remakes may have made our list because mm-hmm. we thought they might have been better than the original. Because just face it, there are three hundred thousand different versions of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes, there are. There's one new one made every year so we couldn't just stick to the original one but um yeah you'll see a few of those on our will, <laughs> different variations of them <laughs> yeah so we didn't just stick like our halloween episode where we said we were only gonna do the originals but um but enjoy this so we'll go to the list all right starting at number 20 is a movie from 1945 this movie happens to be my father's favorite christmas movie of all time shout out to mark yeah uh and the movie is christmas in connecticut which I don't believe Jeff has seen. I have not seen it. I have seen the trailer. <laughs> You've seen the trailer. It's good <laughs> no, enough. No, I haven't seen it. Now, a lot of people may have not seen A lot of uh, younger people mm-hmm. may not have seen it because this movie is an older film. It is. It would be like um, any one of these these rompous, rompous movies from the old days <laughs> where you have the, uh, the, the people going off to a vacation that gets all crazy. Yeah. So uh, it's one of those type of movies. It's it, in black it and is. white too. So that's it is in black and white. Um, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's it's a really really fun Christmas movie. It, it's one of those hidden gem Christmas movies. I'm glad that it eked its way onto onto our list, um, just barely beating out um, some other uh, movies that could be considered classic Chris- Christmas movies, um, which we'll go over later with our yeah yeah mentions. when we go over honorable mentions, we'll we'll mention those. Uh, but Christmas in Connecticut is is a really nice gem of a Christmas movie. Um, it's it's actually quite funny, even though it's uh, you know it was made in nineteen forty five. Um, there's some really good physical humor in it. The um, setup of the movie basically is Barbara Stanwyck is a writer who does this uh, good housekeeping kind of a column, where she writes about how you know uh, to raise children and to cook and prepare meals and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the soldier uh, who is recovering in a hospital uh really enjoys the article and writes in and his nurse facilitates a um a uh, like a meeting kind of a thing with uh, her editor so that he can go spend the holidays it's kind of a pr stunt go spend the holidays with this columnist you know and uh turns out she knows absolutely nothing about <laughs> how to be like a good housewife and and all this kind of stuff when does norman bates start killing people Surprise third act. <laughs> Norman Bates comes out, kills everybody. Christmas. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, hilarity ensues as she uh, sort of enlists the help of her family and friends at the farm or whatever um, to make her seem like she has a child and knows how to cook and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's a, it's a funny Christmas movie. Uh, good enough to make 20 on our list. And where can people see this? Wonderful Christmas movie. Can, is it out on Spotify or Netflix? I'm sure you could probably rent it on Amazon Prime or uh, iTunes. You know, I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere. I don't. Well, we should have. So checked. basically, you're telling people to go fuck off and go check themselves. No, go rent the movie. It's fine. So go rent it at your local Blockbuster, sure. people, or Redbox it. Yeah, or Redbox. Absolutely. It. Okay, number nineteen is Just Friends. Oh, real funny movie. I love this movie. Some of you may not think of this movie as a typical Christmas movie. We had it on our list because both Corey and I believe that this movie is one of the movies you crack out and watch during the Christmas movie <laughs> during Christmas the Christmas season. season. Yeah. It's got Ryan Reynolds, it's got Amy Smart, it's got Anna Ferris. It's got Anna Ferris yeah. playing one of the great Anna Ferris parts. She is hilarious in this movie. 
<laughs> She's so funny. And forgiveness. Ra- yeah. Uh, you it's get, about saying sorry. You get Ryan Reynolds in a fat suit. You do get Ryan Reynolds in a, in a fat suit singing bad 90s songs. Yes. Um, it's it's a good movie. Not necessarily Christmas themed, although it does take place at Christmas. At Christmas. There's a lot of Christmassy things that surround the events of this movie. So the movie is uh, it, what the base quick. Quick synopsis of this movie. Ryan Reynolds was the fat kid at, in his high school. He was in love with Amy Smart's character, and they were <clears throat> just friends. Besties. Besties. Mm-hmm. He gets completely embarrassed. He goes out to L.A. He becomes a basically a rock star without being a rock star. He's, he's an A&R guy. He's an A&R for, guy. For a record label. He loses all the weight. He becomes the Ryan Reynolds that we know today. Know and love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by look, is what we're what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, Valen never to go back to his hometown. Yes, but then he is told that he has to go pick up an artist, Anna Ferris, mm-hmm. and in doing so, his his plane gets rerouted into Newark, where he is got he has to go to New Jersey during Christmas time, and he ends up coming and seeing his old fling, Amy Smart, mm-hmm. and movie and movie goes crazy and. Yeah. The holidays happen, and he wrecks somebody's house, and it's awesome. Yeah, and rom-com. <laughs> yes, classic rom-com. It's, yeah. it's a great movie. You should go out and see it. It's number 19 on our list. It's Just Friends. Go out and see it. It's uh, it's available on like iTunes, Amazon Prime for rent. There's no uh, streaming for Just Friends yet, which is a travesty during the holiday season. They really should. I think it took it. They took it off. It they took it off. I believe because it was just on streaming a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Because I watched this recently. Sorry. Now you got to go rent it. Pay pay three ninety nine, and you know you're good. Uh, so that's number nineteen on our list. Number eighteen on our list is a classic Christmas tale. It's a classic Christmas Christmas movie, uh, one that has been remade a bajillion times, and that's uh, A Christmas Carol. The one that we're talking about right now is the 1984 version? The 1984 version with George C. Scott. For those youngins out there who don't know, George C. Scott is Patton. Mm, General Patent. Patent? Patent. 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 With an P-A- Not patent. Yeah. No, he, not patent. He isn't like something that you would, you know, put... Into the Library no, of Congress so Patton. that you can protect your invention. Like Peyton, but like Patton. Patton, yeah. Patton. He plays that guy plays in that another guy. movie that's not Christmas related. No. But in this movie, he plays Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. And uh, one of the quintessential portrayals of Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Very good portrayal of Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, this uh, this particular version I find uh, pretty dry. I have uh, trouble talking tonight. Apparently, <laughs> it's the eggnog, man. It's the fucking eggnog. <laughs> Too much tequila in the eggnog. I put rum in mine. I don't know oh. why you put tequila in yours. It was what? It was the bottle I found. Okay. <laughs> you have limited supply. <laughs> <laughs> you drank all of your whiskey and cherry coke. Um. Yeah, but it's it's a classic Christmas tale, and this is one of the best tellings of that. Um. You know, uh, if you have not seen a Christmas Carol. I don't know how to describe if you don't know what A Christmas Carol is, but let's just go over it real quick. There's Ebenezer Scrooge. There's three ghosts. Ebenezer Scrooge alive. Ebenezer Scrooge alive. Hates Christmas. There's Tiny Tim. Go on and see the damn movie. He's a cripple. We're going to end there. Go on and see the damn movie. If you don't know what Heartwarming. A Christmas Carol is, you're a communist. Uh, if you want to see this particular version of A Christmas Carol, you can uh, stream it on HBO Go. 
uh, or Prime Video. And uh, you can always rent it on iTunes. Most everything you can probably rent on iTunes and Amazon Prime uh, these days because they got everything. All right, moving on to number 17 on number our list. 17. Is, uh, is the movie A Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, so A Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Christmas movie, but we put it on there because of its... It's a Christmas movie, but it's also a Halloween movie. Okay, it's a double so dipper. We put this on here because of its uh, impact on people's... Um, imagination and people's feelings towards Christmas. Now, I do not feel this is a Christmas movie. I feel like this is a Halloween movie. That's why Danny Elfman does his Nightmare Before Christmas in the Hollywood Bowl every year on Halloween. He does not do it on Christmas Eve. But this is one of the most popular, I would say, like movies uh, of this genre. Christmas? Christmas, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's enough to to where Disney, uh, their theme parks redo the Haunted Mansion from Halloween all the way to the New Year because it encompasses both, you know, um, seasons so well, you know. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Nightmare Before Christmas, what exactly? What we can't, you know, what, I, we, you can't describe. I'm not going to describe the the plot of Nightmare really? Before Christmas because no. I mean, Jack Skellington. You're not going to talk about how Jack Skellington is like in Halloween Town. And he's like the king of Halloween. He's the pumpkin king. If yeah. You will. Well, go out and watch it. And you're not. You're not going to talk about how he discovers how cool Christmas is, and then wants to recreate it. You're not going to talk about any of that. No. Okay. Cool. No. Uh, if you want to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, you should already own it. But uh, if you don't, it's uh, you know it's available on Hulu for streaming, and also you can get it on that iTunes. All right. Um, I'm going to take this one, Corey. Okay. Okay. So, number 16 on our list is Santa Claus the Movie. This is not to be confused with The The Santa Santa Claus. Claus. This is Santa Claus the Movie. This is a 1985 classic starring John Lithgow and Dudley Moore. Now, I have not seen this movie. Okay. I I don't know about it. It came out when I was two. Uh, I, I didn't even know it existed as a movie. Until you tweeted about it like a week and a half ago, <laughs> I, I I feel bad that that's, um, that that's the case because you are missing out <laughs> on a fantastic movie. What, what happens in this movie? Like it, it's just like the history of Santa Claus with Dudley no. Moore as an elf, or what, no. what's going on here? Okay, so well, first of all, I want to say that uh, the main the guy that plays Santa Claus we have to say is da- uh, David Hu- David Huddleston plays Santa Claus. He's the main character of the movie. And what happens is there is a... This movie goes from beginning... So the birth of Santa Claus. Not not like the birth of Santa Claus, but the origin of Santa Claus mm-hmm. until commercialism of the 80s. Oh, okay. Okay, so it starts with Santa Claus being the Turkish... Uh, guy basically who's giving out presents oh you like this movie a lot because it's a history lesson it's not a history lesson <laughs> okay okay santa claus the movie just to be clear mm-hmm. it's a very heartwarming story okay it's a story of one santa claus and him attempting to <clears throat> try and compete with kids in the world not having a need for him anymore because of the commercialism of 
having, you know, toys being given to them by these big commercial companies in, um, which came out in the 80s. It's kind of what the movie's about. Oh, so it's, it's sort of like a small business versus Walmart kind of a thing. I guess you could call it that, but kind more of, like Santa of. Claus still feeling a need, people still feeling a need for Santa Claus, even though there was all these toy companies coming out. And the toy companies are thought of as the enemy, but it's a great movie. Um, there's lots of great acting in it. It's just a good movie. It's a good heartwarming movie. If you like Hallmark movies, you'd love this movie. Dudley Moore does a good job. John Lithgow does a great job as the evil uh, as the evil toy manufacturer. It's a it's a good movie. And I suppose that this is at least the first movie that I, I can think of then that would sort of play into that. Uh, Magic is dwindling because people are believing less in the sort of magic of Santa Claus because he's less and less needed. Yeah, this is definitely a movie where you start off the movie where Santa Claus is everything, sure. and then over the course of the movie, you see how Santa Claus is less and less needed, and he, the the Santa Claus character in this movie feels it. He feels that he is less and less needed, mm-hmm. and um, and he keeps trying to do different things so that the the kids of these of the world need him more. Sure. And um, and that's kind of the point of the movie. Oh, okay, all right. So it's like a legit heartwarming. I I see Dudley Moore in the in the credits, and I think, oh, this is gonna be Arthur like, in ten. Yeah, the, this is gonna be a fucking cocaine driven, definitely <laughs> 80s, not eighties comedy. Not not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay. Well, it's available on on like even though iTunes. he does develop a magic candy to give out to each kid in the <laughs> all the kids in the world. But, but that's you know. But that's not. That's not drunken Arthur. No, I mean, but you just said cocaine, and it's just oh well. Yeah, it's funny that he a, a developed like, a yeah, magic candy true. to give out all the kids in the world. Yeah, uh, so it's a little bit cocaine fuel. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of snow in this Christmas story. <laughs> a little bit of snow in this Christmas story. Uh, yeah, so if, if you want to watch this movie, it's only available for rent or, or purchase. Uh, iTunes, Amazon, and Amazon like. Prime. You can buy it because I'm buying it for Corey because he needs to watch this movie ASAP. Spoiler alert: stocking stuffer for Corey. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> cool. Um, so Santa Claus movie is 16. Moving on to number 15 on our list. This is a movie from 1947. Yeah, keeping yeah, it current. Going back. We are keeping it current up in here. To we're going to play some Bing Crosby around here. This movie has one of my favorite. Tom old, Collins. Right. This has one of my favorite old-timey actors. And I say old-timey, but it was the 40s. So it's like golden age actors. Uh, Cary Grant. Uh, where he plays an angel who has come down to, um, you know, uh, save a preacher or bishop and his wife. Oh, from, please tell me what movie this is. You know, it's uh, it's the bishop's wife. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Cary Grant. Uh, he, he's an angel who who sort of meddles with a, a bishop and, and his wife to sort of save their relationship. And in, in the course of it, you know, um, spreads a lot of Christmas hope and Christmas cheer. For, for the season. It's very heartwarming. Didn't uh, Nicolas Cage do a movie like this where uh, Goo Goo Dolls mm. singer sang the theme oh, song? Oh, no, that's... No. No? What was that I one? I mean... What was that one? What was that one The angel called? came down and it was like... City of Angels. Like Rene Russo. City of Angels? I wasn't Rene Russo. I think it was like... Doesn't matter. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, same person. Yeah, that's it's a little different. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different <laughs> than, than this movie. But... Um, it is it is a black and white movie. It is uh, it is sort of old timey in its pacing, but still a very good Christmas movie. And uh, like my one of this happens to be my mom's favorite Christmas movie, or one one of them. And at, bishops at are allowed to have wives then. Yeah, he's not a priest. Uh, this movie was remade uh, later uh, called. Um, 
the preacher's the wife? The preacher's wife. Which he was not a priest still, and he also had a wife. His wife in that movie was Isn't a Whitney bishop Houston. A older, I mean, a uh, higher ranking priest. Is it? Yes. I don't. A know. bishop is a Catholic priest. A Catholic. Uh, not in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. There's a really beautiful uh, song sung by a children's choir in this, an all an all boys choir. That's a uh, very angelic. You know, and uh, it really helps uh, sort of feel feel the spirit of like you know being loved and loving each other during the holiday season, and it's a it's a good holiday movie. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it made it was good enough to make uh, fifteen on our list. Awesome. You can uh, you can also get that only on iTunes, only for purchase. Okay. Uh, though the Denzel Washington um, remake, uh, the Preacher's Wife. I think is probably available on some sort of streaming service, but I definitely like the Bishop's Wife better than the yeah. Denzel Washington version. I didn't think the Preacher's Wife was as good. It was not. It was definitely not as good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Whitney Houston's acting. I love me some Denzel. Uh, so he's, I like Denzel Washington in most things. I didn't like it in that. I mean, I could watch Denzel Washington reading a phone book and be perfectly entertained. Uh, Whitney Houston just she lacked the, the something against him to really pull that movie together. Um, but, uh, either one of those movies you could see and, and sort of get the same, uh, general effect, uh, that they're trying to convey. But, uh, if you don't, if you have not seen it, go ahead and check out the original, The Bishop's Wife. Moving on to number 14. Okay. Uh, number 14 is The Polar Express. Now, the Polar Express, for most of you who have any kind of children in your house, you will know the Polar Express. The Polar Express is a lovely story based on a novel. And this <clears throat> this story... A novel? It's, it's just like a short story. I know, whatever. It's a children's Dude, book. I was, you know, I was trying to build it up a little bit. It's a beautiful children's book. It's a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's just a great kid's movie. It's a good movie. It is. It's a good kids kids Christmas movie. With a lot of Tom Hanks in it. It's got, it's got a lot of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks plays six parts in this movie. Um, it's a CG movie. It's it's like an early CG movie where they were using motion capture to like convey performance. And so like, it it's helps. It's a little weird. I gotta say. It's yeah, a li- the animation is weird. a little weird. It is a little weird. It's a little hard to watch. There's a little bit of a uncanny valley happening uh, when you watch this movie where like the characters are a little dead-eyed and it's a little off-putting. Um, from an adult perspective, but the story itself is really beautiful. It's it's this really nice story of a kid who's faltering in his belief of Santa Claus, and he gets picked up by, you know, a magical train in on Christmas Eve, and it whisks him and a bunch of other kids to the North Pole in order to witness Santa giving the first gift of Christmas, and uh, our main character receives that first gift, and uh, the story, uh, you know, if you ever read the book. Um, the book became sort of a phenomenon. I remember like that was a, a Christmas table, like a coffee table book um, for a lot of the people that I know um, in my family and, and friends and, and whatnot. It was just like, that was the book that got put out, you know, for Christmas time. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, really, really nice uh, children's story. And it made a, a pretty good children's movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, Polar Express is one of those movies that's always going to be around. It's one of those movies that's a classic. Sure. It's not going to go away anytime soon. I think kids are mesmerized when they see Polar Express. I think the the um, the story itself, going to see uh, Santa's workshop and mm-hmm. seeing um, when he you see the, the bag mm-hmm. on the back of the sleigh, yeah. all these things, all this imagery that you see um, for the first time in that movie, going down the slide, these are things that just are mesmerizing to kids. And I think it's just a classic movie. 
Yeah, the, adults don't appreciate it because it's something we can't imagine from a point of view of a, a child. child. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of the theme and point of the story too, which is you know sort of what makes it uh, that classic uh, Christmas um, fair is that you know like parents won't necessarily understand it, but this movie is sort of it encapsulates every sort of child's dream that they'll get whisked away on on Christmas Eve and get to meet Santa and that Santa will give them a gift personally. Yeah. You know, they get to meet Santa, they get to see the workshop, they get to do all that stuff and really relish in the magic of Christmas, you know. I do. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, well, Polar Express is available on iTunes for rent, but it's also available on AMC if you have that. Um, oh, AMC's app, yeah. Yeah, or on demand through AMC. Um, although that should be, that's one where it like it should just be in your collection. Yeah. Uh, you getting hungry? I'm getting hungry for a Wendy's burger. <laughs> you want some, some yeah, Wendy's? Wendy's. Hashtag not an ad. Um, Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. But I do want some Wendy's. Moving on to number 13 on our list. Now, this one has, uh, has gotten a lot of steam in recent years as being a favorite uh, Christmas movie. It's not exactly a Christmas movie, although it takes place during Christmas. It's one of those, like kind of like Just Friends. Um there's there's been a a sort of push for this movie. I think ironically at first, but uh, no, this is not. No, it's not ironic. I don't know. It it like didn't show up on an, any list until like four or five years ago, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, this is the greatest Christmas movie ever made. Maybe. Well, maybe it's a maybe it is ironic. Or when it started off, it was ironic. I, now it's saying, serious. I think somebody at first was just like, this movie is a Christmas movie, and everybody was like, no, it's not. And then they were like, pointing well, when you have pointing two, to the details when you have of it. Two like a movie and then a sequel, both Christmas movies. Yeah. You know? uh, the movie we're referring to, of course, is Die Hard. Die Hard. You know, I guess you could kind of lump Die Hard and Die Hard 2 together in this. Well, no, I, th- I do think that if you're going to put Die Hard 2 on a list, because we didn't include Die Hard 2, it just, it fell short being included on this list. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Die Hard 2 has to be its own movie. It was its own movie. It's its own plot. Sure. So uh, this is, we're just going to put, this is Die Hard 1. Just the original Die Hard. Yeah. This is John McClane, Nakatomi Plaza, kicking some ass of uh, spending Alan a lot Rickman. of time spending kicking a lot Alan of Alan Rickman's ass, Alan Rickman's ass, spending a lot of time in some air shafts, no shoes on, writing, white shirt, writing on people's on dead dude shirts. Yeah, he's just got blood all over his shirt. I've got a machine gun now. Ho ho ho. Yes, now I've got a machine gun. Ho ho <laughs> ho. And uh, probably the. Most quotable line from any action film. What, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Not a lot of Christmas movies have the word motherfucker in it. Yeah. I would argue not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's a 1988 classic. You know, it's... um, yeah, it's it's. Originally, I'm, they I'm didn't, cool with it being on, originally on the they list didn't put Christmas movies because originally they did not put Bruce Bruce Willis's face on the poster because he was the guy from Moonlighting. He was, yeah, he and was. they were afraid that if they sold the movie with him because he was not an action star, mm-hmm. they were afraid that if they sold the movie with him, it would not get sold or they would not get people to come see it. Yeah, this this cemented Bruce Willis as an action star. Yeah, before yeah. that, he was not an action star. He was Moonlighting guy with. Uh, with uh, Sybil Shepherd by his side. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Sybil Shepherd uh, and Bruce Willis. Yeah, they. <clears throat> yeah, this this movie. I I'm totally cool with this movie being on uh, on Christmas list. You know, I I've seen it a bunch of times now. 
Uh, I think in my younger years, I would have argued like, that's not a Christmas movie, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, there's enough like fun tongue-in-cheek ho-ho references. <laughs> and, you know, it's, there's a Christmas party that's going on. And, you know, like it's it's totally a Christmas movie. Yeah, and in the end of the movie, I mean, if anybody doesn't know, I mean, most... This is definitely the, like the ultimate guy movie. It is. It is, you know, the the what, you know, the action movie that everyone kind of tries to It's kind of odd that it was not sold as, you know, the best action movie because now this is kind of this the gold standard of action movies. It is. It and you know, you go back and watch this now with sort of like more modern action movie eyes and it feels parts of it feel a little cliched and like tropey, but like Nah, that they were making it still it holds fresh. up, man. It's it's a really good act, and it comes in a time when like they actually just made a good movie that happens to be an action movie. It's it's a really you know? good movie. There's a lot of there's a lot in this movie. There's a lot of stuff there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on in this movie that you're like that keeps you engaged and keeps you just like wanting more movie to happen. I I think it helps that Alan Rickman is our our bad guy. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, but not um, only that, the character that Bruce Willis wasn't an action star when when he went into this, and yeah. you know brought a sort of like regular acting pathos to it. Also, you, know? you got the care now. Now we think of him differently, but the care I I don't know what his name is, but who's the guy? Carl that's Winslow. Al? Yeah, Carl Carl Winslow from <laughs> Family Matters. Matters. He's the, so good. But the whole but the whole relationship that Bruce Willis yeah. and Carl Winslow have yeah. the whole time is what cements that. Why Why that is that together. guy only ever playing a cop in Chicago? <laughs> Well, first of all, this is in L.A. Uh, but. It's in L.A. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my Carl Winslow's. <laughs> my apologies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why is he only ever a cop? Like, that's, I don't that's know. so funny. I, I don't know. Maybe he was typecast, and that's how they got him on Family Matters. You know, I'm sure that the, the producers of Family Matters were like, get the cop from Die Hard. <laughs> he's going to be our dad. <laughs> and they're like, well, he's not doing anything else right now. It's true. Um. Yeah, the cop roles have dried up. Make him a dad, but also make him a cop because people will be like, ha, he was a cop in Die Hard. Um, so yeah, Die Hard is good enough to make 13th on our list. Uh, you can uh, yeah, you can get that on iTunes as well. I think that's the only places you got to purchase it. And you have to own that. I'm surprised so many of these Christmas movies aren't available for streaming on services at this time of year. Don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like somebody's fucking up. At like Netflix or and Hulu someone's being a dick. and Amazon, right? Someone's being an asshole. They're like, you know what? We're gonna make it. You have to buy these movies because now. it's Christmas and it's we want to make a buck. And you're assholes. <sighs> Big f you to the movie industry. All right, moving on to number twelve. Number twelve, we have some issues with because there are there's one that just came out. It's a oh, version that just yeah. came out, and there's there's one from like the '60s. Now the this is. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason that the original one, which I think is the better one, cannot be included. Oh, the animated one. Animated one was a TV special. Mm-hmm. It we was. Can't, we can't include that. So we're only not, going not with included. the theatrical release that Jim that stars Jim Carrey, which mm-hmm. actually I do think is a a fantastic version of it. Two thousand, uh, <clears throat> the year two thousand. That is a version of uh, Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, directed by Ron Howard. Yes. I absolutely love this film. I think it's good. It, I was delighted when I saw it in the theater. Um, I like it more and more when I watch it. When I first liked, yeah. when I first saw it, I didn't like it at all, actually. I mean, w- both you and I are big Jim Carrey fans in general. Yeah, that's why sometimes I, I, 
I judge his work a little harsh, harsher than others. <laughs> right. Because when I saw this one, I was like, meh, it's okay. If we were going off of our actor spectrum from like our regular shows, uh, there is no other person on this planet that could play the Grinch. No, I don't other think so. Other than Jim Carrey. Yeah, I think that was a good so choice. So perfectly cast, especially Jim Carrey at this point in his career. Yeah, if they put like Mark Wahlberg in that co- in that costume, it not wouldn't have worked very well. Maybe great. Tim, maybe Tim Roth. Nope, not great. You sure he played the apes pretty good? No, not great. All right, no, no. Uh, Jim Carrey is perfectly cast in this. He is my Grinch now. You know, like we there's, they've made enough of these where like uh, it's like Batman. You know, like who's your Batman? Like who's your Ebenezer Scrooge? Who's your who's your Grinch? Uh, it has to be Boris Karloff. Oh, so you're going original Grinch. Yeah, the original Grinch is the best one for me. I just we can't include that on our on our list because so, it's not a theatrical release. But I would say the original one's the best. It's the most nostalgic for me. Okay. And it's the one that has that music, it says Christmas to me. Okay. So like like your Batman's, the original is uh yeah. is, is your go to. Yeah. Okay. I mean I, I can respect that, but Jim Carrey well, No, uh, wait, Batman's I don't think that the original, you know, of the Batman's is the best. Theatrical Batman's. The, Original, the original theatrical Batman. Is yeah, the that's, that's the Michael I'm, Keaton. That's what I'm yeah. referring to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about like Adam West. Yeah, I'm or, not. I, I don't whatever. like the Adam West versions. They're okay. They're kind of campy. Yeah, intentionally so. But um, yeah, I, I, have, I have to go. Jim Carrey. He's he's my he's my Grinch man. He's so quirky and he adds his Jim Carreyness to it, but also maintains the sort of spirit of that original cartoon for me. Uh, I know the family, the the Geisel family, um, hates hates that version of the Grinch so much so that they made them remake a, another one uh, that's out right now called the Grinch which I is, haven't seen it yet it's not it's not worth seeing it's pretty terrible you know like even my kids were like meh <laughs> you know um, well I don't understand why you'd remake it again yeah I, I there's I, no reason to like I said, it's because the family uh despises the that uh, Ron Howard version so much that they they're not happy with uh, with that being the sort of uh, gold standard of Grinch theatrical movies. So they remade it in another way, and um, I feel bad for not liking it because it's directed by Scott Mosier, who is a producing partner for Kevin yeah, Smith. Kevin Smith's guy, and uh, oh yeah, Kevin Smith's guy. I like most of the stuff that they that he's done. Um, he's even uh, co-produced a, um, a Thanksgiving movie called Freebirds that actually I actually liked liked a lot. But this version of the Grinch, I was just like, why, why does this exist? This is stupid, <laughs> you know. And it didn't it didn't bring anything like interesting or new to it. Like they they tried a little bit, but I, it wasn't it wasn't for me. So let's go to the next one. Uh, well, Doctor Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version from two thousand, uh, is available everywhere. I mean, like Netflix, iTunes, PlayStation View. You can also rent it um, wherever you need to rent it. Um, awesome. It's a very accessible Christmas movie. Good on you. Whoever, whoever, owns, whoever owns that. Universal, I think, uh, owns it. Uh, so that's number 12. All right. Final number on our bottom 10 of the greatest Christmas movies ever made. So that would be 20 through 11. 20 through 11. <laughs> this particular movie that made number 11 is a movie that we were very split on. Um, we were split on this one. And uh, that's because I can't stand this movie. But Really? The music's fantastic. Sure. Irving Berlin. The music is great. Yeah. It's the greatest movie of Christmas time. For songs. For songs. The movie, Bugs. 
Really? What? Okay, so the movie in question is White Christmas. White Christmas. Uh, How many of you out there will like White Christmas? Let's see your raise of hands. If you're driving in your car right now, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Let's see your raise of hands. That's one, two. One, two, three. Seven. Six hundred. Six. Seven fifty. Thousand. Roughly. How many of these? How many of these listeners are we going to count? Eleven thousand. I meant. Eleven thousand. Twenty thousand for the. I can't count. Our, I can't count all our switchers. There's, man. there's quite a bit. There's, there's quite a people that, that quite like a bit this of one. people okay. that, that like this movie. So, now raise um, your hand if you don't like. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. just you. Just me. All right. It's a 1954 classic Christmas movie uh, that stars one of my favorite comedic actors from this age, Danny Kay. No? You're laughing. You don't like Danny Kay? I'm just laughing at the line from uh, Christmas Vacation. Danny fucking Kay. Yeah. Bing Crosby tap, tap dances with, with Danny, Danny fucking Kay. They're referencing this movie in I that movie. I know they're referencing this movie. Oh. Bing Crosby is tap dancing with Danny fucking Kay. Yeah, and uh, you know George Clooney's aunt's in this movie. Rose, <laughs> Rosemary? Rosemary. Okay. Rosemary Clooney. And, I just, this uh, movie is so boring. It's boring? It's so boring. You know, Every it's, time it's on, I fall asleep. <laughs> it's great for putting me to sleep. Uh, this movie is um, the idea of this movie makes it's, everybody. It's excited. kind well. It's kind of a very like typical old Hollywood movie where it's about showbiz. You know. Yeah, but it's it's everybody likes this movie because of the idea of it. How many people actually sit down and watch the whole thing? I watch it every year. You are around lame, Christmas, and you are a liar. maybe twice liar. Not, we just watched it a, like a week ago. Liar. Not lying. <laughs> it is one of the You staples. put it on in the background and you went and you fixed no, your radiator no, we, we wa- or something. We sort of introduced uh, my oldest child to this movie this year for like like in, in an official capacity. I'm going to go interview your oldest child and I'm going to ask him <laughs> if he actually learned anything from this movie. Probably not. He was probably like, well, can we watch the Polar Express again? <laughs> yeah. This movie is so boring. Um, it is, I mean, it's an old movie, so it's paced a little slower. Um, it's very like 1950s rah, rah, war. It's very woman walks into a room with her dress flailing behind and it's very, yes. There's a, there's really great numbers in this. And Um, I don't think Rosemary Clooney is very attractive. She is a very handsome woman. Yes. I don't think she is. Uh, handsome. She's handsome. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's. Yeah, she's she's not the greatest looking, uh, but you know she was she was a big star, you know at, at the time, and she's really good in the movie. You know, um, she I, you don't really buy her and Bing Crosby together, but you know, Danny Kaye is is really good in this. Uh, there's some there's a lot of Christmassy songs. The dancing in this. and the songs is really good in this movie. I almost like the songs that are not the Christmas songs in this movie uh, better than the sort of Christmassy songs. Um, there's a song about choreography in here, which is wacky uh, that Danny Kaye does. Um, the best things happen when you're dancing. Like that's a great song. That's a great uh, piece that's choreographed. Uh, well, the thing that um, always strikes me about that particular scene is Danny Kaye is wearing a gray suit and he also has matching gray um shoes which must have been like a 1950s like fashion thing but i always was like man i want to get some like i want to get like a full suit with shoes that absolutely match i don't get that there's, okay there's you've never charm, had like a, a black suit with black shoes that's different because black is just sort of the universal shoe he has a gray suit that has and and has matching gray shoes and that it's sounds not absolutely just like, normal to me no 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 but they they are the exact same gray 
They may even be velvet. Like a But that sounds normal. Or like to suede, me. not velvet. If like I had a gray suede, suede. if I had a gray suit, I'd have gray you wouldn't have black shoes on. Yeah, you wear black shoes with, with a gray suit. Or no, I I've, I've worn brown shoes with, with I would a gray wear suit. gray shoes. That makes no sense to me. I don't me own gray shoes. I own a black pair of shoes, I own a But if you a had a gray suit you spent mo- good money on a gray suit. You'd go buy gray shoes. I, I I have a gray suit, and I want to buy some gray shoes to go with it. Maybe you just don't know how to dress, man. It's very possible. I don't wear suits a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even I don't even own like you know, I don't even know. I don't even ha- I don't even have Dockers. <laughs> I ha- <laughs> that's how little you dress up. I have jeans, and that's it, man. Like that's all I do. Yeah, the only reason I own suits now is because I officiated a wedding for my uh, my sister in law, and uh, had to get a suit. I went through a very long period in my life where I was wearing lots of suits, lots of ties, and then about twelve years ago, I was like, you know what, I'm done with all of that, and I haven't worn a suit since twelve years ago. You're like fuck press pants. <laughs> no, the last time I wore a suit was at my wedding, which was mm-hmm. eight years ago. Oh, okay. Eight years ago. All right. Okay. So with the exception of that one time, I have not worn any suit or any like nice slacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to wear a suit. Twelve years. We're, yeah, we're I'm not doing that. We're gonna wear a suit. Like, let's do an Oscar show where we dress in suits. It'll be audio, so nobody or will see us. We, but we'll the be the next in suits. time the next time we do we present next time Switch the Envelope does a uh does a, a panel for one of our indie Indie filmmakers, mm-hmm. we will we'll wear suits at one of those. <laughs> I think anytime we're in public, we should be in tuxedos. Okay, we'll just wear we'll wear we'll dress up. Okay, I'll actually I'll actually it'll be our shtick. <laughs> instead of doing my thing where I do like the nice jeans with like the 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 the, the suit coat thing, sure, the, you know that 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 look. The the quote unquote industry professional. Yes, yes. Instead of doing indie industry professional, I'm just gonna actually just dress fucking professional. Yeah, I probably should anyway. I know I'm just I'm saying anytime we go and do a public appearance or a live show or whatever, as the switch in the envelope hosts switch switch and the envelope switch the envelope <laughs> hosts. I don't know the name of my own show. I'm cool. Uh, anytime we go out in a in an official switch the envelope capacity, I think we should be in tuxedos. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> or like full three piece suit type things. All right, yeah, we'll yeah, do it. Like super right. formal. Now that we've discussed our. Our wardrobe with everybody. Let's Either go way, to number. White Christmas is great. You can get it on Netflix or, or rent it on iTunes. Oh wait, that was that was the top. That was the last. That was one. it. That was eleven. That was the top of this particular bottom. You know what? 10. That was actually a pretty good way to end end this episode with uh, White Christmas. There I think some, a lot of people would be happy with that. There were some heavy hitters in this bottom list. I, I have to say, I'm anticipating what the top ten will be. Yes. So I think uh, what we should do for our Christmas episode: sing a carol. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do a pentatonics kind of thing. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> well, there's only one thing left to do to close out an episode of Switch the Envelope. Because this is a very special Christmas, Christmas episode of Switch the Envelope. We're going to dedicate this episode to the 1989 star of the movie Prancer who played the character John Riggs. We're going <laughs> to dedicate this episode to Mr. Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott. Even in a Christmas movie, you still conquer the movie with your dastardly good looks and your beautiful mustache. Thank you, Sam Elliott. This one's for you. How how has he not played Santa Claus in a Christmas movie? Because he's too thin and rugged. I mean, that well, would be a that would be a sexy Santa Claus. Oh, don't you think? I mean, you know, Santa fucks Christmas. Wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
with a steely glare. The end. <laughs> <laughs>